0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Talking Ship. I am Megan Fitzgerald, and thank you for joining me for a brand new season. We are talking about a brand new show, a brand new Couple, and I have a brand new co host joining me. If you're new to the show, this is Talking Ship. We're a podcast dedicated to discussing TV's best and maybe eventually worst TV show relationships and what we can learn from each of them in order to better our non fictional lives and non fictional relationships. Each season of this show is dedicated to a new couple. So if you've joined us this season, for this couple. We're excited to have you. And if you're continuing on, I'm so happy we have the same taste in TV. How convenient. So because this is a new show and a new couple, I have, as I said, a new co-host. So I'm super excited to introduce our new co-host for this season, Vic Hoffman. Hey, Vic Hoffman. Yeah. Thank you for agreeing to spend five weeks of your life deep-dying into two- No, I'm
1: people. pumped to talk about this because you know I have a million opinions on
0: everything. Podcasting is a great outlet for opinionated people.
1: Opinions that no one asked for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no exactly. one asked for this, but here, here I am.
0: I could talk for hours about non-fictional people. Right. So, but talking for hours about fictional people is like somewhat healthier. Sounds some better. I
1: yeah, it's talking mm-hmm. shit. On real people, yeah, in life. Exactly.
0: I agree. Yeah. This is how I get away with gossip, is gossiping right. professionally.
1: I love gossiping. I know.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're all going to get to know you, you know, pretty, yes. pretty well through the course of the next five episodes, but right. tell us a little about you, what you do. What's kind of your like a primer on your like dating love life approach?
1: Right. My name is Victoria. I go by Vic. My love life is non existent. We love I've it. Never had a boyfriend. And I think part of that is on purpose. And part of that is just, it just never happened because I never cared enough to do so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yet
1: all my friends want to come to me for relationship advice, which is crazy because uh, why would I give that to you? I have what I have to offer, but I'm very logical. Mm, so okay. as we go through this, I'm always taking this from the approach of what makes sense rather yeah. than emotions. I don't have any emotions, really. I don't have a lot of feeling. Yeah, locked away. <laughs> I know. I just started therapy, and the first thing she said was like, you have no emotions. So <laughs> everything of mine will come from logic approach. And I actually wrote down a list of questions that you kind of brought up. I'm going to answer just to kind of give an overview of my love life.
0: Yes, let's do it.
1: Okay. Are you a serial dater? No, I almost never date. But this quarantine, I've been on two dates out of pure boredom. Are you a serial monogamist? Me, no, but if I was in a relationship, I would be open to it being open.
0: Okay. Oh, that will be good to talk about because that comes up on the show.
1: Yes, it does. Are you perpetually single? Yes, obviously. But I do like to keep like two or three guys around just for a fun night out.
0: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Keep a little rotation. Right. they both hate me, but a guy's
1: never going to say no. Are you no fucks approach? Yes. Are you no know, bullshit approach? Kind of the same thing, but yeah. yeah. Cut, cut yeah to
0: no case. box, I feel like is like, I do right. what I want. And no bullshit is like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm doing.
1: It's just easier to just get to the juice. Why yes. are we sugar yeah. Probably arguably negative approach.
0: You know what? I think it'll be good because we're a little bit opposite in that. It sounds like we are. Yeah. yeah, Because I have had really long relationships and I do. I don't know if I fall in love quickly, but when I fall in love, I fall in love hard.
1: Are you one of those people the second that you're single, you have another boyfriend? No,
0: not at all. Not at all. And I don't I don't know if that's growth I, I, <laughs> yeah, sure. If that's like a new thing, but I totally—I think there's something. It's like single privilege or like single perspective. Is that when you're single and you're watching your friends go through something, the issues becomes so clear. Yeah, right. and you're like, this is so obvious. How do you? You not don't see it? it. Yeah, you don't see it yourself. And then, of course,
1: and the person who's in the relationship who's receiving the advice from me, the single logic person, right? All of a sudden, their logic goes out the window and. I don't want to go as far as to say they think that I'm here to sabotage the relationship. And it's never just me having the opinion. It's your friend versus the boyfriend who you're already complaining about 24 seven. What benefit do I have to, Keep you in there.
0: But it'll, I think it'll be a good combination for us because I think you're like a logic based approach. I have a very emotional based approach. I'm like, well, I oh. understand where they're coming from, blah, blah, blah. So I think it'll be interesting, especially because we'll be talking about mostly Issa and Lawrence, Great. but a little bit also Molly and Issa. And Molly I think, and Issa, that
1: is the one I probably feel stronger about Molly and Issa than Molly and Lawrence just because they're so, I'm
0: such a Molly. Funny. That's funny. I don't think I'm a full Issa, but I feel like if I I, I lean a little bit more Issa. So let's talk about the show we're covering this season. We're covering yes. Insecure. I immediately related to this show when I started watching because I also talk to myself in the mirror. And you really? I do. For what do? purpose? Like, what do you get out of it? I really probably vanity, ego. Okay. I've done it like my whole life like is it full-on
1: conversations is it affirmations
0: it's it's mostly I wish it was as productive as (laughs) affirmations I think it's a lot of practicing conversations of this is what I have to say to this person. And so obviously I don't do it. I'm not a creative or talented, so I don't rap in the mirror like Issa does to work of her problems not. out. I yeah. like it works for her. It seems like it works. Like she'll go in, she'll have her little moment and then she'll come back. I'd like to think that that's what it does for me too. It's
1: some sort uh, of grounding down exercise is what it sounds yeah, like.
0: Immediately related to her because of that. So Issa Ray, the star of the show also created it with Larry Whitmore. Mm-hmm. It started in 2016. There's been four seasons, and this show I think will be really fun to talk about because it's not finished. So this is the first show we've done where writers and showrunners haven't created this perfect arc with a little bow on it that we get to look at now that it's finished. We kind of get to talk about where Isla and Lawrence are right now and what we think is going to happen. And there's a big season four cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. And I think it has people very divided. So I'm excited to make predictions. I'm actually very stressed to make predictions.
1: <laughs> I think I know what will happen, but also it's not what I want to happen. No, 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 no I, 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 I know what I want to happen.
0: That's what it is. And then, you know, when season five comes out, maybe we can come back around and check in on Ethan Lawrence and see how yeah. correct or heartbroken or validated we are.
1: Yes. The show, I I enjoyed, no, I appreciated Insecure for its realness. I think it's very relatable in in that it's not whimsical like other shows are. Like there's not that much escapism because it's sometimes when you're watching it, it kind of hurts. You're like, that was too real. That was too much for me. Yeah. Mostly like between the female friendships. I'm like, oh, Uh, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it's all, it's all just very, very real. So I appreciate that they were able to convey that. Mm-hmm. I think shows that I watch more often, like we discuss, Scandal, I'm obsessed with. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, it's it's escapism, but Insecure is not really like that. But I think that was the
0: point. Yes.
1: That you see yourself in almost every situation somehow. And you see yourself taking both sides. Yeah. Of that miniature fight.
0: And I like that they've made the writing of these women and the guys. The writing is so good that you do recognize them. You're not like, this yeah. exists in this whimsical fantasy. Like the first two shows we've done yeah. are like, fictional towns in the middle of nowhere where everyone supports each other. And this takes place in Los (laughs) Angeles where they're very real people with very specific problems. And sometimes people are shitty. And also what's
1: great about Issa D not Ray. So Issa D Mm -hmm. is in the show. Issa Ray is a creator. So Issa D in the show, she fucks up too, a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not like she's some hero protagonist. Right. She, She does things that's in my opinion, annoying. Mm -hmm. but also real it's like when i you know when you call yourself out and you're like oh i did this but that was stupid but i did it i admit to it yeah yeah like isa d is like that where you see her do dumb shit and you're mad at her for it but you get it
0: you see how she got there
1: Yeah, I think that's the same with every character. You can see
0: how they got there. Right. The show is, I think, split between being about friendships and being about romance. And I think these four women really represent the different ways in which we, at different times in our lives, have approached relationships. I've Mm -hmm. definitely been a tiff at some points where I'm like, everything's great. Look at my man. We've got my life together. My life is wonderful. I'm not going to talk about the shitty stuff. I wish I'd been in Kelly a little bit more where I'm just like, I'm just going to get mine and I'm going to go after it. You got to be selfish for yourself for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do you and Molly with the vision and the goals and like having a high standard and knowing exactly what you want. And then also going through an Issa stage in romance where you're like, I don't know what I want. And I feel very stuck with, with where it's at.
1: And I think it shows really well how for, I don't know why girls do this, myself included, but so you and me, we are friends. And then there's Chris who you're dating, which these aren't real names, of course. So (laughs) there's Chris. (laughs) So you and me are friends. There's an outside guy who's dating one of us. It's crazy to see how quickly Chris comes between females. Not, Not because Not, I don't even know what the reason is. It could be I'm jealous, I'm losing my friend. It could be I'm mad at you for not seeing what he really is. You're mad at me for not accepting him for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a female thing where the guy comes between the girls somehow. It doesn't have to be like that, and it's not always like that. Yeah. But I can definitely relate how in Molly and Issa's relationship, I feel like at their core, like they have their issues, but if you come down to the foundation of it, a lot of the time, it's because they were mad at each other for some guy related reason, whether they saw right. some, each other that they didn't like or they pointed out something within themselves they didn't like. But guys always play a big role in a in a relationship between girls that why are you even in there? What's the relevance of you?
0: So we're talking about Issa and Lawrence. We'll be talking about them for a while, but let's give like a brief description of yes. our general approach to them and where we're at. Mm-hmm. So this is a very different couple than we have talked about. And I think they're very different in terms of like when you think of famous TV couples, because I think they're very imperfect and it's not a guarantee that they're going to end up together. And full confession, where we are right now, early August recording this podcast, I am not convinced that they should end up together.
1: I don't know if they will or will not end up together. I don't think that they will. However, I more strongly feel like they definitely should not end up together. Mm, Okay. I don't think Issa deserves him. I don't know what I have against Issa personally. Because everyone, most of the main characters, if not all the characters, are going through that period of late 20s, early 30s, where you're just figuring your shit out, whether it's your job, relationships, what you want to be doing, doesn't really matter. However, whenever Issa is going through her stuff, she puts it on everyone else and doesn't Mm -hmm. let anyone else have their growing pains. It's like when you're watching it, only Issa can have growing pains. Right. Where Lawrence, he was figuring his stuff out, too. And granted, he could have been more motivated. But you could have, like, checked in with the guy. Maybe get him a therapist. Maybe you could see, how are you doing emotionally? Can I help you do something? Rather than just going off and having sex with Daniel. I think that was not... Cool of her.
0: Yeah. I but it's hard because I I partially picked this couple, I think, because I related so much to that relationship at the beginning of being with someone for five years. Mm -hmm. I've been with someone for three and a half years. And I think we see this happen a lot either with our friends or within ourselves, this big relationship. And you're like, nothing was really technically wrong before she cheats. We see this happen so often of these people that are clearly no longer happy in their relationship. They want to go through change separately or together, and they're just not doing it. I am such a big supporter of, like, you have to go through a big breakup in your 20s and go off and do your own thing. And I don't know that I believe that people can find their way back to each other. But if there was a couple that can, I think Issa and Lawrence are kind of making that argument in the way that they come back together later. But I'm not, at this point, I'm not convinced. But we'll see.
1: Is it trust issues or what's what's the holdup in your mind?
0: I think it's... This thing of they knew you at a certain place in your life when you were this person. And now you've gone through all this growth and all this change. And we see Issa and Lawrence both do that separately. And I think part of you will always be the person that you were around this ex. It's just this idea of like, can two people grow at the same speed and the same rate separately and then come back together and be these new people. I'm not sure, but I wanted to talk about them because I think doing this deep dive will help us, or whoever's listening, understand this idea of can you? I
1: don't think they belong together. Right. However, if they got back together, I wouldn't be supportive of it. But I could see why because they're just, you know, there's just so much there.
0: We'll explore it throughout this season because we have a lot to say about them. Today, we're talking about the early stages of the Issa Lawrence relationship, basically where we find them when we meet them. But before we do get into it, we're going to go into our first segment, Relatable Content. That was great really warmed up here at (laughs) night in the morning. Uh, In this segment, we're going to list some behaviors, some characteristics, and some traits in the Issa Lawrence relationship. And if you find yourself thinking, ugh, I can relate, then uh, keep listening because this content is for you. And also, I'm sorry. Today's relatable content is about the early days of Issa and Lawrence. So you might be in an Issa Lawrence situation if... This is your first big adult relationship. We're not talking high school relationship, I'd even argue. We're talking like post college, living together, making big decisions together, being there when someone dies relationships.
1: You might be in an Isa and Lawrence relationship if you're not excited to hang out with your boyfriend. She was not into him. No. Objectively, in every way she was she was not trying to come home.
0: No. Great point. Uh, you might be in an Issa Lawrence relationship if on paper, nothing in their relationship is quote unquote wrong. But so we're, again, we're talking pre-Daniel. There is no toxic gaslighting. There was no abuse. If you were to look at it on paper, everything seems fine. This is one of
1: those moments where if you are the type of person to have a checklist for who you want in your life, you can't be too tied to it because obviously there are always extra factors in between right. the lines. Yeah. You might be in an Issa and Lawrence relationship if the relationship is more convenient than fun. Ugh, yeah. I don't know if fun is the right word, but more convenient than anything else. Goes back to just being comfortable over everything. That's why you're with Mm -hmm. this person, because you've been with this person.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you know that they have a Rite Aid card. You live together. Living together is so huge. It's so inconvenient to break a lease with somebody, especially in a big city. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You're staying together because it's just the best, easiest option.
0: Yeah. Uh, you might be in an Issa Lawrence relationship if you're single friends I think you are crazy to even think about leaving the relationship. You know, maybe not like inner inner circle, but coworkers, outer yes. circle friends that are like, oh, my God, you do not want to be single right now. When I was in a big relationship, people were like, do you really want to get back out there? It's terrible. You might be
1: in an Issa and Lawrence relationship if you're the same person you were when the relationship started. If you are in a relationship, I think that y'all got to grow together, not necessarily the exact same speed. Yeah, but like I just said before, she like no one can get their shit done unless the other person gets their shit done.
0: Agree, agree. Yeah, my next one was pretty similar. You've been in the same place for a long time in the relationship, in your personal life and growth and development, and in your career. And she's stuck in all of them. Yeah, right.
1: My last one, Ugh, and this one I feel the most strongly about. So buckle up. You might be in an Issa and Lawrence relationship if you constantly feel like you need a girls' night out oh yeah (laughs) i think that wanting to stay home with your boyfriend is great and dandy and wanting to have a girls night out is also great and dandy but if you're heavily leaning toward one or the other like you're Mm -hmm. you're always wanting to be like let's dress up let's get the fuck out of here because i think a part of you when you have a girls night out a part of you is doing this because you want to dress up you want to meet a new guy you want to you want to get something exciting you want to get drunk and see what happens if you're always wanting that Yet you have free dick at home.
0: Right. Do a quick check-in. You like kind of get to be a different version of yourself for a night.
1: Yeah. Something you're, you're craving you're not getting.
0: My last is you might be in an Issa and Lawrence relationship if you've gotten so comfortable. It's almost impossible to imagine your life without this person. Okay, so let's get into it. I'm going to play a clip from a scene from the first episode and kind of how Issa feels about her relationship at this point.
1: I'm taking Molly out tonight.
0: On a date? Should I be jealous? <laughs> uh,
1: no, she's just really upset and I want to make her feel better.
0: Mm, what's wrong with her now?
1: She doesn't think she'll ever get married.
0: <laughs> she might be on to something.
1: Don't be a dick hard
0: not if she didn't take it so seriously plus her standards are way too high yeah maybe she should lower them like i did
1: <laughs> wait what the fuck never mind just forget it i'm sorry
0: Nah, what's that supposed to mean it means
1: sometimes i don't know what the fuck we're doing uh we're together yeah but where are we going are, are we here is this it Babe. because maybe i didn't know it before but i know it now and i don't want to just sit on the couch with you for the rest of my life and, and wait for something to happen what are you talking about Nobody's just sitting on the couch. I'm almost done with my business plan. You know, I'm just getting my shit together.
0: Either we've all known this couple or been this couple where you've been together forever. They're both good people. There's nothing bad or toxic. Yeah. But you're not excited by them anymore. Or, and you don't feel supported in the relationship anymore.
1: Sometimes I think the relationship is how does it, the two people mix together? Sometimes it's yeah. two amazing people. That smoothie is just is not good.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're like, wait, there is yeah. not supposed to be Kale in here. Yeah. I know it's good for me, but it's not supposed to be here. Yeah. Agreed. It, it's just, and again,
1: you don't really see it as much when you're in the actual relationship. Right.
0: Right. And I think it is a really crippling fear of what is my life without this person. But here we see it's so clear from us objectively. Isa wants to break up with Lawrence from the first episode. And I think my initial takes is like, Yeah, you should. They made Lawrence up to be so unattractive emotionally and professionally that like I couldn't even see how hot Jay Ellis was. It took me episodes and episodes to be like,
1: holy shit, you're hot. That is the point I was about to say. At the beginning of the show, he is attractive. Mm -hmm. By the end of season four, this is a total hunk. This guy is it. Yes. What's difficult about watching their relationship is if I was Issa's girlfriend, I would tell her, get the fuck out of there. Get your life back on track. He's dragging you behind. However, since I'm watching the show, I'm not connected to Issa or Lawrence. You don't really take a side yet. And I see Lawrence as a really great person. He's a doting, living boyfriend who's just struggling. And then you see Issa, who's trying to get her life together. Because I love Lawrence so much after four seasons, I just want her to pick the guy up. Right, if you're right. you're 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 four years in. You clearly love and care about each other. You see that he's in a funk. Give him some time, which I understand is such a hard ask because you only have so much patience. You can only take right. on some energy so much. But I don't really see her ever checking in with him.
0: I think the relationship was done from the beginning. I think there's really nothing that they could have done. But everyone contributes, right? Like there's Issa-related reasons, there's Lawrence-related <laughs> reasons, and there's reasons of them as a couple. My thing with Issa. To your point is I don't think Issa is at the place where she was capable of being that person for Lawrence at all. I don't think she was in a place where she could have been a caretaker to
1: take care of number one and she she wasn't there yet you're right that's yeah, a good
0: point she wasn't there yet she's going through this moment where she wants to be a different person like the whole show opens with her talking to kids about how she doesn't really know who she ended up here she got this job out of college she's now 29 and the first like couple episodes she describes herself as aggressively passive feeling sorry for herself and not going after what she wants and she says that she wants to reinvent herself the rap she does in the mirror because you know i feel like that's right what her, she's in her truest form Is like do you want your Man or not? Do you know your plans or not? She's having this identity crisis. And I think because she is not happy with who she is and wants to become this different person, whenever we as individuals are really hung up on what we're not, there needs to be some kind of change. And it's like just a real question of like, is the relationship going to come with you on that change? or no. I think she needed a change. And I don't know that there was anything they could have done for this relationship to change with her.
1: Yeah, I think it was this weird pulley system where she needed the relationship to change. The only way it would change is if Lawrence got his shit together. But Lawrence can't get his shit together unless Issa is scooping him up. Right. So it's chicken or the egg situation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Something had to give. Yeah,
1: something had to give. So you're right. I agree with you from the very beginning. This relationship was definitely doomed. She was looking for trouble from the very first that she's, you know, putting on that sparkly dress. Like, she was was definitely subconsciously looking for something.
0: Yeah, looking for something. And the thing is, like, Lawrence didn't notice that about her either. What are you doing, Lawrence? You didn't have time to notice? You have all the time in the world. You couldn't have planned anything for her birthday. She needed someone to see you have something going on with you. You're no longer happy in your job. You're trying new things. You're kind of acting irrationally out of character. What's going on with you? And I think he wasn't present enough and caught up in his own shit too much to notice that about her.
1: You know, now that I think about all of this, I digress on how hard I was on Isa. I'm still annoyed with her at other parts of the show throughout the four seasons. But Lawrence you got to get your shit together too. But
0: right. But I
1: guess where I digress is that she, I don't want to say that she needed to cheat, but she needed to do something. She needed to do something. Yeah. She wasn't going to end it, but she, someone needed to do something. And I think that it, it transpired the way that it did, but it was, again, a necessary evil.
0: Right. I agree. Yeah. So as we said, Lawrence definitely needed some help and Issa wasn't able to do that because she's got stuff going on with her. But Isa yes. needed help. And let's talk about what's going on with Lawrence and why we think he wasn't at a place for him to be able to see her and what's going on.
1: Oh, this goes back to what we were saying, Megan, about guys not confronting what they need deep down. Yeah. I think it's from a very cliche point of view men are supposed to be the provider. Mm-hmm. And Isa was doing everything for this household. It was a one income wow. household
0: for two different people. Also, just as someone who lived in Los Angeles, just miraculous for two people living in a city off of one income and she works in nonprofit. <laughs> like, That's
1: what I was mean. Right. As, nonprofit can't be pulling in the big oh. bucks. That that might be the only whimsical thing about the show is that Issa supported both of them yeah. on her nonprofit budget. But back to Lawrence, I think he was just stuck in his own head, which yeah. I you get it. I mean, this is the age. I'm personally, I'm 28. I think he probably was a few years older. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I think you look around and you see Molly and she's has this beautiful office and she's a lawyer. And, you know, your friend's Tiffany. She's getting married. She's having a baby. You can't help but to compare yourself to everyone else's right. journey. And he's so far behind that you just don't know where to start.
0: Yeah. He's in a rut. And I... Yeah. You could say it stems from unemployment and it's like you said, chicken or the egg. Did the unemployment cause the rut or did the rut cause the lack of motivation? And we all go through rough shit. So I'm not getting on Lawrence for having big feelings, but I will say I dated someone going through unemployment and it is rough on someone. It totally consumed him. And I got frustrated the way Issa did because I was like, well, then just do this. It's this simple, like just start somewhere just start. start somewhere but start and like you're not doing anything feeling sorry for yourself on the couch and so that's part of also why I was so related to her at the beginning he wasn't communicating what he needed and like you said he maybe doesn't understand what he needed cuz he's not you know trying to get out of his feelings and he wasn't taking any action to actively get out of the rut yes he was going on job interviews but he was like i bombed the interview Woe was me i don't know i guess what i'm saying is he's so defeatist about the rut that he's in he's not like i'm in a rut and I'm feeling this and this is what I'm going through and this is what I need. He's like, this should be happening to me. I should be getting more jobs. I should have my app off the ground. It's not to say that he's not a go-getter. He definitely,
1: definitely is. But that the thing about ruts is that it can happen to Steve Jobs. It can happen to the homeless person outside your door. It, it happens to everyone. And when you're in that deep place, fortunately, I haven't had the pleasure of having something like that yet. I can't particularly imagine to correctly what that feels like, how low you actually get,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I, but you, you got to get that kick in the butt. He was not getting that from anywhere, but he wasn't asking for help. Oh, gosh. So he wasn't asking for help. She wasn't giving him help, even though she, she knew he clearly needed it. He needed to say something, but they both were passive people.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Act, like, what'd she say? Like, actively passive or aggressively passive or something. Yeah. He also is.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, at least in the beginning. Yeah. That's a good point.
1: They her later on. But in the beginning, they're both so passive that if a problem arises, which it did or it didn't, because nothing really happened, the relationship, yeah. like, nothing's going to happen. It's just the yeah. ultimate stalemate.
0: Exactly, exactly. Okay, so I think that transitions us nicely into talking about. So there's Issa things, there's Lauren's things, and then there's things in the dynamic that exist. And I think one mm-hmm. of them is no one's saying anything anymore. And it's like this huge communication gap. You know, I wonder if you happen to meet someone in like the height of their unemployment and you thought they were the most amazing person you might work a little harder to try to get them off their feet. You're like, I just met you. I think you're this incredible person. I want to help you. But I think things have been going on with them for so long that not that they don't give a fuck about each other, but they're not trying. They're not active in their pursuits. They're over it. To help each other anymore. Yeah. This is going to be yeah. a weird analogy,
1: but this is the rule I use for shopping. I don't know when anyone told me this, but yes, I love when, you're buying, <laughs> when you're buying something at a store, a piece of clothing, and you can't decide if you want it or not, you always need to keep in mind that you wearing this in the dressing room mirror is the most you're ever going to want this mm-hmm. so take that level and it's only going to go down from there so right. when you first meet someone right now this is the most exciting yes it's this guy he's hot he's working on himself this is like the potential is there it's gonna go down from there not to say that every relationship is going to regress I'm just specifically with Issa and Lawrence right because right that's what happened. So I think that as it regressed, she just, they both just kind of let it happen. They let it fall. And then as it went down and deeper and deeper, no one
0: said anything. So then it kind of gained speed down the hill. Right, just like sinking and sinking and sinking.
1: Yeah, to the point where you, that Without external help, honestly, Molly and Chad probably had the most say in this relationship than anyone.
0: Honestly, maybe, you know, if the cheating with Daniel wasn't the thing that snapped them out of it, I think it might have had to be. It would have been some kind of external source. I don't think it would have come from within.
1: I think Molly and Chad were the ones, were important because I think Issa and Lawrence separately needed to work on themselves as individuals before the relationship can do anything. And Molly mm-hmm. was, she's there for Issa specifically. Chad is yeah. there for Lawrence specifically. So right. that's good because they needed someone to tell them, you yourself, separate from your boyfriend slash girlfriend, get your shit together. Right. And yes. Then we have the Daniel incident, which really escalated things. And thank God.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to condone cheating, I but like something cheat. needed needed to happen. And I think it's like the Molly and the chat of it all shows that like, Lisa and Lawrence aren't the people they go to anymore when they're each going through something. You know what I mean? Like Isa wants to make all these changes. Lawrence is having feelings. and He calls Chad and she calls Molly. Like they don't go to each other anymore. I don't think you should take on all of your partner's problems when they're going through something, but I think you have to still believe in your partner to be with them. The desire of like, I want you to be great. I believe in you drives communication and drives checking in with each other and celebrating each other. And they're just not doing that anymore.
1: They, yeah, the communication, you gotta, It's it's hard. It's so much easier said than done. But you got to say something to the actual person. You can only yeah. vent so much. But you're right. It is a very, it's a very fine line between taking on someone's energy and helping them and being there for them, but also not taking on so much for they're bringing you down to their level.
0: Right. Exactly. Part of the reason that leads her though too, she is the sex and the intimacy in the relationship is no longer there. Yeah, so let's talk about that, because that matters. One of the first episodes, she complains about, like, we don't even have sex anymore. I just want someone to, like, dick me down. Yeah, She like, implies that they're not having sex. But then one of the only times we see them do before she tries to really kind of desperately rekindle the relationship <laughs> after cheating on him is when they have sex in the shower. Shower sex is w- n- never a good idea. It is so hard to pull off shower sex. Watching that scene was so cringy. That could have been what sunk the ship, quite frankly.
1: I think that even if they were on a couch or in their bed, I think it would have been equally as awkward yes. as, <laughs> as like one person shower, a half person shower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's hard, especially when you're so young. It's, okay, this is crazy. So I think the expectation of a relationship as someone who's not been in one... What I envision is that y'all are constantly fucking. I, I think it's just because we're young and that's what you want right. to do. But I have a lot of girlfriends who are married. They're my age. And they're telling me stuff that they have to schedule it. Our girls are getting babysat. Like, you want to you want to hook up? So, so I don't know if it's a Lawrence and Issa thing. It's a relationship thing. I don't yeah. know.
0: I think that's one of the hardest Adult truths is that sex with your life partner will one day be boring. It's something that keeps me up at night. And they're
1: not even married yet. So imagine once they actually get married and more stuff comes onto their plate, you're so tired at the end of the day. I would, I would assume you're always so excited to have sex with your boyfriend, husband, whatever, but I guess you're not. And then also there's yeah. a layer of they hate each other. So right. I guess one of the great benefits of a relationship is sex and they're not getting that either. So.
0: Right, right. And I think that that has something to do with it. I think. It's intimacy is like sexuality and sexual attraction and lust coming together with respect because it's different having sex with someone that is great at sex but you don't really give a fuck about them versus mm-hmm. having sex with someone that you are deeply attracted to and respect there's no respect between the two of them anymore like there's respect in that they're kind and don't do anything weird but they don't like present during the intercourse right right it's not this like i have so much respect for you and love for you that i'm gonna like really be here and be present in the sex so then there's no intimacy
1: this probably could be added to the list you might be lauren's if sex is a chore yeah something to take off your to-do list And then you're just kind of like, you know, going through the motions, quite literally. Right. She was not there. Her body was there. Right. She was thinking about other possibilities. And I think another interesting point, she was thinking about other possibilities from her job, which I think spilled to her relationship, which spilled to Daniel, because Daniel was the ultimate other possibility that she took on.
0: So let's talk about it. Because I think the other thing that happens in their relationship is that they're both looking for some answers in other people. And I don't mean Molly and Chad. I mean... Daniel and Tasha. So I think this is something that happens in a lot of long-term relationships. Little crushes will pop up. I've been there. I know a lot of married people who've been there. I think there's this a level of it that's normal. But I think if you have a crush that's fulfilling the very, very deep gaps in your relationship, if they're intentionally or unintentionally doing some emotional work for you... They're gonna like come and actually fill the gaps in the relationship, quite literally. But like, not everything in East's life should be fulfilled by Lawrence.
1: No. But in I terms agree. of the relationship and like things within the actual relationship, it definitely should be coming from Daniel. Molly, yeah. Maybe. Chad maybe, but definitely not this guy she's been, you know, DMing on
0: Facebook. Right. And a guy who clearly wants to fuck her. He clearly wants to fuck her. I think he's all but said
1: it. And she's indulging. She's engaging. So, I mean, this thing was very obviously going to go awry from agree. minute zero.
0: Yeah. And I think they're both seeking out people who see them the way that they want to be seen. Daniel sees mm-hmm. Issa as this creative, exciting person who used to rap and has all this talent. And Tasha sees Lawrence as sexy and capable and she's all excited about his app and thinks mm-hmm. he shouldn't give up on it. And I think these two kind of people that could have been an innocent crush, maybe, it ends up being too deep. Daniel
1: essentially is who Lawrence was when Issa first
0: wanted right.
1: of them. Right. It's kind of just sort of back to Lawrence without going to Lawrence. We don't condone cheating, but oh. we, I, you know how she got there. Like, signs are all there. She's not proud of it, but it just sucks. It was necessary. She got it. You gotta get
0: filled. You gotta get filled, literally and <laughs> metaphorically. Woo! Okay, so we've talked a lot about what is wrong. And us, as the intelligent women that we are and that, you know, many uh-huh. listeners are, to us, it's so obvious that these people should break up. And I think we all have seen friends, where we're like, it's so obvious to me that you should break up. Right. But let's talk about why people stay in relationships when they know that it's over on some level. One we can kind of start with is chemistry. Issa and Lawrence have chemistry. There's a reason they fell in love in the first place. You see it when they're like buying a couch together and they see the other couple fighting about the lotion pump and she's like, I'll always let you buy the lotion pump. And they're like being cute in the store. Issa and
1: Lawrence are friends. And I think you see that. It's probably season bits of three, lots mm-hmm. of four. They're they're friends. Like you have chemistry right. with, we get along with. They get along with each other. Things just went sour.
0: Yeah, I yeah, agree. There's very fine chemistry there. Yeah, and I think chemistry can be seductive because. It's so comfortable. And it's also, I think, because it's the first thing you notice about someone. It, like, lures you in and then like, lulls you to sleep. And I think you can use it as this marker of, well, everything's fine. Look, we can still banter at West Elm. So things yeah. must be great. It's
1: that checklist thing. And also, back to the initial attraction, like, Issa is obviously gorgeous. Lawrence yeah. is obviously is so hot. So there's going to be, at the very least, there's going to be physical chemistry physical just chemistry. by nature of being hot people.
0: I think another big factor is we touched on it earlier, but shared history. And that's yeah. really hard to let go of. It goes hand in hand with being comfortable with someone. You just have that past together. You
1: know, it's like you've known someone. It's like, not to bring this, not to be like incestual, but getting in with my sister. Oh, for sure. You know, or like any friend that you've known for a while. It's just, it's like, we're going to move past this because not every relationship, whether that's like family or friends or dating, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. So maybe they were in denial that we're just going through a rough patch. They're just like, this is what we do. Like our history shows, this is just what we do.
0: Shared history is also so comfortable and they have inside jokes like when they're talking about thug yoda in their building they have pillows in the apartment that they know the names of they share friends the
1: memories
0: and everything yeah they share everything she's missing a pillow at some point and he's like it's because you spilled something on it yeah. isn't it like that person that knows you so well and there's something so comforting about that and someone who knows all your shit and will still be there for you yes they
1: know yeah you don't want to have to re-explain your shit to someone else you don't have to exactly. wait you do that someone else needs to know you, but also history, by nature of the word, implies the past, as in passes, and it's in part of you. It's done. It's there. It's within your brain. It's in your right. heart. He's already there, so you can't you can't erase history. And they have that doesn't something that can't be erased. Like right. when people have that together. You don't you you, you think you physically literally cannot separate because it's it's there.
0: And I think for some people it manifests. It doesn't seem to be the case with Ethan Lawrence. Is that. I think if there's some kind of trauma in your history, either individually or as a couple, and that person got you through that, I think then it becomes particularly impossible to feel like you can move on for this person. I also think there is something, it's fear, like the fear of everything. I want to see him
1: with another girl. You don't have to picture yourself with another guy. You don't want to be single. What if you never find another guy ever again?
0: There's too many unknowns. There's so many unknowns. Like I remember when I ended my three and a half year relationship at the time, I I think it was the scariest thing I had ever done because I thought we would get married. My family thought we would get married. We'd live together. At one point, I like saw our whole future (laughs) together. So then the idea of losing that and losing that vision, that plan, that very clear path I love a clear path. I love a plan, especially with so many other unknown things in my life. I think having that one clear thing was really comforting. So then to lose that too was so scary. And like going into the world every day without knowing that someone was back at home who had your back, that felt really scary to let go of all the things you said, starting over with someone new never knowing if someone's going to love you as much. That's terrifying. Fear can keep people in relationships way longer than they should be.
1: Everything we said of why they stay together all leads back to being comfortable. I mean, you don't like where you are, but it's where you are. It's just kind of you're, you've are you accepted it. Everything else takes work. Getting over your fears, yeah. it's going to take work. I mean, now that I'm thinking about all this stuff, I'm like, maybe she should have just stayed with Lawrence because, you know, they, but it's, it's so messy, yeah. but the fear is a big one that makes a lot of sense. Getting to know people is not an easy task, and then finding them on top of it—it it takes a really long time to meet someone, and then past that, you're gonna text me. Am I gonna text you? Are we dating? Are we talking? Are we like just fucking? Like, what are we doing? Like, that's—it's
0: that's daunting. Right. I think when you're in a relationship where you're like, well, things are things are fine. That like idea of adding the stress of dating feels like it's going to be bigger than the stress of knowing you're not happy in your actual relationship. But I think when I went through it, I was like, oh, turns out actually knowing for a long, long time that I was going to have to end this relationship at some point was weighing on me more than will this person text me back. And I think the other thing that is true of Issa and Lawrence, which is why, you know, they are... A couple that is worth talking about—they do genuinely love each other, and I think you can still love somebody even if the relationship is going. Yes, foul. they
1: very obviously from season one through four, they love each other, and I think the reason that they still have the ability to hurt each other is because they still love each other.
0: Yeah. So- Yes, that's a good point.
1: They're always there. They're always going to be there. It's like when you break up with someone, even for the nastiest reason, even if it's been a really long relationship that was messy, there's still a part of you. It goes back to history. There's still a part of you that's always going to be with them. You know what you loved about them and you you could see it. It's just buried underneath other like extenuating circumstances.
0: I think that can keep people in relationships for a long time because you're like, okay, all these other extenuating circumstances, all these things we're going through, but I still love them. Yeah. So shouldn't that be enough?
1: Because you want that diamond that's in them. You just got to peel off the top layers, yes. but everyone's like, oh, well, you, you pull up, you peel up one layer, another one gets put on it. It takes forever. But you, only you in the relationship knows that the diamond is down there, but the diamond is down there and it just takes too much to get it. But you know, it's there and no one else believes you that it's
0: there. Right, so you're like, okay, you have to like decide to be a a, a miner who finds diamonds. Miners, oh. yeah.
1: But either way, it's gonna be work. You gotta get rid of the body. I want to say you gotta get rid of the mound, or you gotta work for the diamond. The I don't know. What 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 do you bury a diamond?
0: The rough. Wait, okay, diamonds are in the rough. Get rid
1: of the rough or find the diamond. Something. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Exactly. So this is my argument is I think despite having a podcast literally about love, I sometimes don't think loving somebody is enough to stay with no. them because they don't want to go, they don't want to go mining and I think you have to you have to go mining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loving is not enough. There's so many factors that go into it. I know some
1: people are saying relationships should be easy. Some people say relationships take work. So I don't know which is the right answer. Mm-hmm. But either way, there's a lot of factors and it can't just be love.
0: Do you think, let's start with Lawrence. So but pre-Isa cheating, do you think there's anything Lawrence could have done to salvage this relationship and prevent Issa from looking out elsewhere for options? Daniel, yeah.
1: Yes and no. I think at the very most simple version, he could have gotten the shit together. He could have gotten a job. He could have pulled himself out and told Issa, I need help. He could have checked in. He could have, could have done something. That's at the very base level. However, you got to start adding in factors where when you're down in that rut, you don't necessarily have the capability to do that. So that's why I'm saying yes and no. Yes, there are things you could have done. Did he possess the qualities to get that thing done? I don't know.
0: The Molly in me wants to be like the harsh truth and be be like, no, I don't think there's anything he could have done. We mentioned this earlier, like something had to give. And part of me is like, even... If he had stepped up and like gotten together or gotten the job at Meridian earlier, I think she still needed in some way to like fall apart, to pull herself back together. And I think part of falling apart is you have to lose your security net.
1: Yes. You said earlier something needed to give. I think that something needed to give with or without Lawrence doing something. I think maybe if he were to have gotten his life together, it would have prolonged it. And it would have gotten better, but
0: then mm-hmm. gotten worse again, yeah. I think eventually she would have sabotaged,
1: yeah, her personal like her personal inner inner turmoil was leaking into the, the relationship, and Lawrence wasn't helping it. but I think even if Lawrence was trying to do better, her own personal spillage would have taken over eventually,
0: so what advice would you give to someone who is in this situation? Would you handle it the way? isa did and if not how would you advise somebody to handle it
1: the obvious one is i would never advise anyone to cheat there's always ways around cheating always 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 and i have like i know a lot of people Mm -hmm. who have been in those relationships some stay together some don't there's always other reasons why they got there but as the logical person Mm -hmm. here i would say ask yourself what do you want it's a hard question but also it's really not Issa, what do you want? You want to leave the relationship? Mm-hmm. Then leave the relationship. It's not going to be easy, obviously. But you obviously want something else. So just go do it. What, do you, what are you waiting for? And right. it gets so much worse when you bring a third party into it. Now it's messier. Like you could have ended it and been on good terms from the end of season one. Rather than dragging Daniel into it. Then you mess up your relationship with Daniel and Lawrence. and you lose self-respect right. for yourself. So you right. mess up your relationship with yourself. You should have just ended it and then gone on to do take care of your stuff. It's, it's yeah. almost too easy. It's so easy, it's hard.
0: Right, exactly. And I think that's why it's so great to see relationships play out on TV because then you can be like, oh my God, I'm being such a fucking yeah. Issa right now. I'm just, just like coming and hawing on what I should do. Just do it. Yeah, I agree. I think we like touched on this, but I think if you're dating someone that's stuck, Issa basically abandons him and we said earlier she didn't have the capacity Mm -hmm. to do otherwise but if you do and you want to stay with this person I think you have to go through a period where you kind of throw yourself into this person and be like okay put the work in here's what we're doing let's make a plan what can I do for you what do you want work together to make something happen for you to get you Mm -hmm. out of this rough and maybe by Doing that, see what happens. Maybe it will be invigorating to kind of have this period where you're a partner to them in a new way again. And maybe these specific conversations about goals and objectives. I mean, I get turned on when anyone talks to me about their goals and objectives. Like, that's sexy to me. Maybe that conversation will create more intimacy and respect and understanding and start to, as you said, peel back the layers that are keeping you apart. So I think if you want to save the relationship, then don't do it easy. never do what did at any part never do what isa did just kind of in general yeah you're only capable of that if you yourself are in a solid place yes you
1: fight for Lawrence. you gotta know what
0: it takes and you gotta have it in you
1: so i think fighting for Lawrence, she because she yeah. should have fought for him if she wanted him and if she didn't have in, inside of herself what was needed then she needs to take care of that then go to him but again like you said in general yeah. don't do what isa did confront your emotions it's not fun
0: but do it. It's not fun, but you got to do the work. And I think go to therapy. We all we always recommend therapy. I love my therapist. Yes. If all the things I just described you of doing with your partner, like, uh, the work you put in sound awful to you, you don't want to be with this person anymore. You don't want to put in the works.
1: Always the first question. What do you want?
0: In yes. And every- everything. What do
1: you
0: want? Okay. So this is our end of our little Issa Lawrence conversation today, unless you have any final Issa Lawrence thoughts. I think
1: we railed them both pretty hard. Give them, give them a break.
0: But they do grow and they do change and we'll get there. We'll
1: um get but there.
0: before we wrap up the episode, we're gonna play a fun little game new to the show called Do You Ship It to Ship Something uh-huh. is to support the pairing of two things, two people, two ideas. So we're going to go through, it'll be a little uh, get to know your new host game, but also Vic's going to ask me some questions too. Okay, let's go you. Let's get to know our new host. Do you ship it? First dates and spicy food.
1: No, only because I don't like spicy food.
0: I think that's an assumption of him
1: to pick a polarizing food.
0: Ah, also, if I was on a first date of spicy food, it would not go well for my digestive track. <laughs> yeah,
1: later on, I don't think he'd be getting what he wanted.
0: Do you ship it, you and male comedians?
1: Uh, uh, only if it's an extreme exception. I've been down that
0: road. No, I don't ship it. Okay, do you ship it, men's facial hair, and your lips slash face? Oh,
1: I... Ew, I ship it because I love facial hair on guys. It's a it's a risk I'm willing to take.
0: Okay, great. All right. A little bit of rash, a little bit of sexy rash. Okay, we'll just do a few rapid fire. Men and baseball hats. Yes. Men and button downs. Sure. <laughs> Men and <sighs> athletic gear while they're not working out.
1: Yes. Gray sweatpants specifically.
0: Ooh. You and finance bros. Hell no. <laughs> you and athletes hell yes you and guys who always pick up a call from their mom um ah fine Ugh, begrudgingly okay okay yeah you and guys who say on their dating profi- profile their perfect sunday is workout, watch the game and find a sick taco place
1: hell no it sounds so annoying do you ship it boyfriends and living together Okay. Yes. Okay, yeah, she, she clearly had more thoughts there. We'll get to it later. Living with your boyfriend in full-size beds as opposed to a queen, king. No, right. do not that, ship I, it. That in the show, I was like, yo, this is not comfortable. Okay, do you ship it? Boyfriends and their close girlfriends.
0: No, I know what? that's not very, like, understanding for me. But I think that's really hard okay. to get past that. I run a little jealous. It's
1: okay, don't we all? Um, do you ship it? Sex.
0: Your ex?
1: No. Mm. Been down that road. Okay. Last one. Do you ship it? Cheating and second chances.
0: Wow. You ended with a doozy. <laughs> this is going to be the theme of the entire next episode. I think my gut is no. Okay. But maybe I'll be proven wrong through doing this show. Right. Okay, everyone, that is all we have for you this week. Thank you so much, Vic, for joining us on this new season. Next week, we will be really deep diving into the Daniel situation. Why Issa cheats, how it all goes down, how we feel about it, could have been avoided, and kind of the fallout of the cheating and how it affects the Issa Lawrence relationship. And, you know, why people cheat and what the effect of it is on the relationship. And we'll discuss, can you move on from it? Because it's a very divisive topic. So, you can find us on social media in the meantime and let us know what your takes on Isa and Lawrence are. And if you've ever found yourself in an Issa-Lawrence relationship, we want to know. We want to talk about it. And we will see you next week. everyone. Thank you for listening. That, as they say, is our show. We're here every Thursday talking ship about fictional people from television and, you know, occasionally non-fictional people from our lives make their way in there. If you enjoyed, I know everyone tells you to do this, but a quick review and rating really does help out new podcasts like us quite a lot. Thank you to Vic Hoffman for being here this season. You can follow her on social media at VictoriaHoffman27. You can follow the podcast at TalkingShipPodcast. And you can follow me at OnlyMegan815. Ask me why the 815, because it's not my birthday. It's much more embarrassing. Talking Ship is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one network for professionals. So thank you to the whole team there for helping make the show happen. And finally, thank you to Chris Meisner for composing this wonderful theme music. And if you haven't already flipped to your next podcast, you can hear it now beautifully fade out.